So I'm at the range the other day, and uh, I walk in, check in like normal, and I, I believe I'm like I'm at lane three. So I go in, I, I I put my stuff down, I get ready to shoot, and I look at the lane next to me, and in the lane next to me, there's a guy and two other people. The two people you could tell they was a couple, but the guys in the booth, and you can tell it's kind of crowded in that booth. So. I don't. I mean, I don't think nothing of it. I, I would just assume that he's instructing. He's there to help them out, whatever, whatever. So I begin to set up, put my target up, get my ammo out, guns out, stuff like that. And then he goes back to three or four booths down. And I'm thinking that's kind of strange. If he's teaching them, why is he going so far down? I start shooting. By the mag through, I see that he goes to the opposite side this time in somebody else's booth. And I just so happened to hear the girl next to me say, I wonder why he's doing that. And then I realized that he's that guy, bro. That guy that you always... he He's he's that guy. That range guy? Yeah, he so it doesn't work there. You know what I'm saying? He's just there giving his input to everybody. Just for recreation. Yeah, so... If you are that guy, if he is you, stop being yourself. <laughs> stop being yourself. Kick the intro. Tactical Tuesdays with Peach State Armory. Today is January 21st. I am Dr. Osiris Carter. My daddy once told me it was cold, so you better keep a heater and a jacket. And it's cold outside. You understand that? This is Malcolm <laughs> Mitchell in the house. Today, we will be talking about range etiquette. Don't be that guy. What was his problem? Uh, NRAfamily.org tells us that gun range etiquette is a blend of common sense, courtesy, and safety. I would always consider shooting as being as enjoyable as Riding a, a purple unicorn backwards while chewing bubble gum. Right. So, so, <laughs> right. so having good range etiquette to me means that you not only care about your fellow shooters, but you have taken certain steps while in the process of enjoying your own purple unicorn and bubble gum to ensure that the fellow shooters and people that come behind you are able to enjoy theirs as well. And to that, we salute you. According to the Springfield Armory blog, having a good understanding of good range etiquette is an integral part of firearm safety. And I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, And we've got three or four rules that we always like to share with our students when we're teaching courses about gun range etiquette. And those rules are, and we'll talk about them in detail, but those rules are, number one, follow all range rules and regulations. All range rules and regulations. Uh, Rule number two, don't be a backseat driver. Don't Mm. be that guy. Mm. Mm. Uh, Keep your tips in your lane. If you see unsafe behavior, tell an RSO or leave. Uh, But keep your tips in your lane. Don't be a backseat shooter. And lastly, police your area. Follow all range rules and regs. Malcolm, what are some of the range rules and regulations that are in most common ranges? 
well, most of the rangers I frequent like to tell you to load and unload at the firing line only. Uh, and they do not allow any loaded firearms behind the firing line. So uh, what about that area that the where the table is that's all the way? Yeah, that's that's behind the firing line. If you if you turn around out of your shooting booth and you got your firearm, it should be unloaded. It should be it should show clear. Uh, it should be locked. All the action should be locked open. Um, and, and most of them have you put it in some type of basket or some type of container. So what? So let's say you were. Let's say you were me the other day when I was at the range, and Mister Creepy Creepy McCreepster <laughs> wants to come and tell everybody that he's the world's best shooter. In those instances, what do you do? How, how do you handle those instances? Well, I am uh, as well as you are a certified range safety officer. You are actually a chief range safety officer. So someone uh, with that credential should be on the range at all times, and that's the person that you inform if anything is going on that you don't feel comfortable with. How many ranges do you go in where you see an RSO, I mean, actively working? How many? So I see a guy walking around um, from time to time, um, but maybe offering Is he clearly identified as an RSO? No. No, he's in the same uniform everybody else has on. Right. So basically, he just came off the cash register. Yeah. And it's his turn to to police his, police the brass up. Right. He, yeah. Oh, so he's just in there to sweep. I mean, for the most part, if he sees somebody doing something crazy, he might approach him. Okay. So, you know, I can tell that that's probably what he's supposed to be doing in there. Uh, are they as active as they should be in most ranges? No. Are they even paying attention to if you have two bays and you got one guy, the bays are separated. How is he supposed to see what's going on in the other bay so, if he's in one bay? So so if Creepy McCreepster approaches you, what do you do? I would immediately say, excuse me, sir. Uh, I don't like to talk while I'm shooting. I would have, well, first of all, I would uh, drop my magazine, unload my weapon. I can I can say I, that. You can't. Wait, I, it's huh? in class. You can't, We're not in class. I you can can't, say that. Wait a minute. Nah. I can say that. Is it? I can is, say so that. So is it considered a weapon when it's just sitting there, or is it only a weapon when you are using it as such? Well, the same way this crowbar would be considered a weapon. Yeah, but back on target. So if Creepy McCreepster approaches you, you would- Unload, drop my gun. Say, excuse me, sir, I don't like to talk while I'm shooting. I didn't ask for any help, but I appreciate it. Then I would pack up my stuff going for the rank, the RSO or the clerk at the front desk or the cashier or whoever's available of what happened and what's going on currently, and I'd calmly exit. So you would leave? Of course. <laughs> Immediately. I don't play with that kind of stuff. You don't play with Creepy McCreepster. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. So if that is you, again, I tell you, stop being yourself. Everybody has their own way of shooting. You you don't want to impose your unwanted knowledge on anyone. That's a fact. And and the way I look at it is uh, a wise man once told me, never hand someone a business card that didn't ask for it. No one asked you for help, then don't volunteer any help. I'm going to be honest. When I'm at the range and I see those things happening, 
the teacher in me always wants to go in and correct behavior. Um, always wants to go in and offer a helping hand. Uh, having a specific level of knowledge, I feel compelled to do that. I don't know. I might be a backseat driver. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I, and right now, you it's very hypocritical. I'm not understanding because my be brother a, once told me that I, he lives by four words. I might be a backseat shooter. That ain't my problem. I get it. I get it. But if I'm at the gun range and I see unsafe behavior, coupled with the fact that I rarely see an RSO on duty, at times I feel compelled to correct bad behavior. That's not your business, bro. But but doesn't that make just one more educated shooter out there? No, it could actually cause a problem. What kind of what what, what do you mean? Because everybody doesn't ex- accept instruction the same way, especially instruction that they didn't ask for. I think everybody will accept instruction Whoa. from the kid. It sounds. Your, I am your, your favorite firearms instructor's favorite firearms instructor. <laughs> You understand that? The the horn that you're tooting sounds real good. But, <laughs> but again, uh, you know, I don't uh, I, I don't give anything to anybody that's unwanted, especially when they got a loaded firearm in their hand. Don't be a backseat shooter. Rule number two, make sure you mind your own business. And again, that's not saying to allow bad behavior to persist. Um, I was always under the impression that if you see it and don't say anything, then you permit it. If you see those types of behaviors on the range, um, bad safety issues, they, those should be reported. If you don't see an RSO, report it to range staff immediately. Um, one of the places that I like to shoot at so often uh, here locally, Adventure Outdoors. Shout out to Adventure Outdoors. Come see us. Come see us. Um, Malcolm had a problem with Adventure Outdoors recently. Actually, let me take that back. Malcolm had a problem with the Remington range recently. Would you like to share? <laughs> uh, or do you want to just talk in general terms? Yeah, neither. I was <laughs> you sound like you're under interrogation right That's now. That's how I feel. Right. right. You sound That's like you got the, the, the is, light shining down on this you. Is, this is correct. Have we let go of one of our favorite shooting places? This is correct. Um, just well, let me ask this: Was it because of unsafe behavior? Yes or no? Not entirely. Say what? Not entirely. Okay. Was there a range safety officer present? If so, if this range safety officer was present, was he or she clearly identified? There was an employee present. When said from, from time to time. When said incident occurred. That's correct. Uh Remington Range, I do so believe you may want to send somebody to this show to speak up for yourself. Please. We will we will do everything we can to get to the bottom of this. I would love to get Malcolm back to Remington Range. It is it is in Smyrna near the Glock facility, if 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 that should so matter. Shout out to Glock. One time, the Glock, it was not me, Glock, who threw that trash in your front yard. <laughs> it was not me. Rule number three, police your area. What does police your area mean? I have a material witness on an aggravated battery uh, with a handgun. and uh, believe- Clean up your brass. After you get done shooting, clean up your brass. Why is, why is spent brass 
such a safety hazard on the range. It's a tripping hazard. Small objects that can get caught under feet and cause tripping hazards. So that young lady wearing those six-inch stilettos might have an issue. RSO shouldn't have let her on the range in the first place. If there's no RSO present? Facts. Well, I mean, you know, maybe your local range should ensure that they have an RSO present. Yeah, yeah. Police your area means that you make sure that your area is clean of all debris. Does that include, uh, does that mean just brass? Nope. Ammo boxes, uh, spent ammo boxes, um, all of the things that you brought with you, uh, the targets that you use, uh, the tape. Uh, basically, if it's a clean range, you want to return the shooting booth to that state that it was in when you entered it. Correct. Police your area. This range is not your range. This range is for everybody else's use. Everybody wants to remain safe while shooting, ensuring that your area is policed, ensuring that your area is clean. will make sure that everybody can remain as safe as possible when moving around that range area. Police your area. Do not be a backseat shooter. Follow all range rules. When I'm at the range, when you're at the range, Malcolm, where where would you find range rules? They should be posted on the wall as you enter the range. Speaking of that, in most modern ranges that you visit, what's the number one way that you've seen that they like to present their specific safety briefing to new shooters as they enter the range? Uh, by way of a video. Video. Some ranges have a video. Some ranges have just a waiver that you're supposed to read and sign. Some ranges uh, have actually a, a separate room where you go in, look at a video, come out, you're able to shoot. If you're at a range run by Glock, you simply walk in off the street. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. You simply walk in off the street and shoot. Next up, as I always tell you, if you ain't got one, you better go get you one. It's the tactical accessory of the day. So, today's tactical accessory is one of my faves. Uh, it is an Enforce. Shout out to Enforce. Shout out to Enforce. Y'all come on, see us, please. Uh, here goes another acronym. A-P-L-C. Always with the acronyms. I said it every episode. If you get in the conversation with somebody and they start using acronyms, you know off top that that person is about their issue. I'm about my issue, baby. So today's tactical accessory is one of my faves. I uh, bought this little ditty shortly after I bought my uh, Glock 19. Little ditty. <laughs> and uh, it is actually a tactical light. And for all of our listeners that don't know, APLC stands for Automatic Pistol Light, the compact version. That goes on the front, uh, mounted on my Picatinny rail, on my Glock. Is this made specifically for Glock pistols? Or? The model that I have is they make them for all pistols uh, with the Picatinny rail, but the model that I have is specifically made for Glock. I'm clear. Since it's the most popular brand. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it fits on the front of my Glock 19 perfectly. Uh, it aligns perfectly with the muzzle. Uh, like I said, it is mounted on the Picatinny rail, which is on the underside of the frame in front of the trigger guard. 
It has ambidextrous control that extends slightly over the trigger guard on both sides, which makes it very easy to control without having to adjust your shooting grip. Um, it's clocking in at 200 lumens, which is more than enough to see what you what you need to see in those nooks and crannies or possibly uh, stun or temporarily blind a threat in a hostile situation. Uh, it weighs equivalent to three loaded 45 ACP rounds, which is about 2.87 ounces, a little under three ounces. Uh, you can barely feel it on the front of the gun. And uh, just frankly. And you said that was on the front of a Glock, right? Yes. No, uh, the, okay. the one I have. No, I was just checking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, frankly, I love it. Enforce, come on the show. Please come see us. And you know, every episode, we got to send some pow! Shots down range. And today's shots down range, man, goes to all of the teams that are participating in the 2020 NCAA Rifle Championships, man. And more especially to the women's teams. Now, check this out. Over the past decade, the West Virginia team under Coach John Hammond has five championships. Five championships in 10 years, man. TCU, the most recent championship they won last year. TCU has three championships under Coach Karen Monez. These two teams are really shooting the lights out, man. So we want to send some shots down range to these teams, shots down range to these coaches. If any of these teams or coaches want to come on the show, y'all come on and see us. Please come see us. This year's championship is going to have 29 different colleges represented. 23 of those are going to be Division I schools. It's going to be held March 13th and 14th. Lexington, Kentucky at the Nutter Fieldhouse. Shout out to Nutter Butters, too. You yeah, feel me? that? No, nah, I'm tripping. But this is real dope, man, to see college kids focused on perfecting a craft that we love so much. Real dope, man. So shouts out to y'all and shouts out range to y'all, too. We appreciate everybody for tuning in to today's show. And we want to remind everybody to make sure you go to the website, www.peachstatearmory.com. Check out the pro shop. Check out the blog. And make sure you get yourself a 2020 PSA Custom Shots calendar. And as always, it's your boy, Malcolm Mitchell, a.k.a. Line em Up, Knock em Down, a.k.a. Gaston Glock's great, 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 <laughs> okay, great nephew-in-law. Okay. And I am Dr. Osiris Carter, but my W-2s may identify me as the sole proprietor of the OK Corral. <laughs> and always remember, guys, to watch your six and stay low. Oh, no. Oh.